You know, yesterday at the Bible school, something happened. And I was just telling God, tell Pastor Godwin to stop. Since last week, I was preparing a message and came to Bible school. Pastor Godwin started digging into that message. I said, God, he's preaching my message, man. <laughs> I was sitting behind, I said, God, stop him. Stop him. He just, he keep digging into that, into that, and finished the whole thing. <laughs> All the points I had, oh, I said, my God, I'm, I'm finished here. <laughs> so I said to myself, why don't you take some notes also? Because there was some that I didn't have in my notes. I said, why don't you take some notes? So I wrote some few things, and I just encouraged myself in the Lord like David did. Yes, good. And I said, okay, Holy Ghost, you know how to use people. It might not be that message. It might be something else. So I'm just going to open my mouth, and you're going to fill my mouth up. Not with food, but with your word. Amen. Amen. And I'm just going to look straight into your eyes, and I'm not going to be scared of anybody here. Because I have prayed also, God, to give me the boldness. And as I declare forth his word, that his hand will go forth and heal. So I am not scared. I'm bold as a lion. (laughs) You know, it's not easy to stand here and do this. Because many a time we want to stand behind this place. Sometimes we get angry why they don't give me this place. You know? So when they give you here, then we know what you have. <laughs> you know what we know what you have. My first time to preach uh, in a dunamis, that was an uh, evangelist judge. And I came, we have uh, they were all students. Some were PhD orders or and I look at their faces and say, My God, what grammar will I use? <laughs> These are students. And I said, you know what? Do not listen to my grandma. You might hear it and mm, ah, but <laughs> the Holy Spirit will <laughs> pass the message to you. Amen. 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 So it's not really about grammar. I'm not saying I will say it and here today. It's about the Lord ministering to you. Amen. Amen. So back to when they were giving the testimony, something just came up in my mind. Uh, some time ago, I visited... Um, a young man in his office. So I have knew him for some time, and we got talking, and we were just sharing, like talking about uh, the gospel, and he told me that he's been watching online, our church online, talked so much about Pastor Goldring's uh, teachings, how blessed he was. I said, okay, why don't you come to our church? Just come and visit. He said, no, I can't leave my church. I said, no, just visit us, that's all. He said, okay, I will try. He said, but there's something. He, he told me three things that a two I was so glad to receive. That he told one I was angry. The first was, he said, you know your guests, they come here to share the word. He said, I love the passion in them. They don't speak negative. It's always faith in their mouth. He said, but when other people come here, the way they talk, you wonder, are they, are they Christians? I was so blessed. Women on fire. I was so blessed to hear that about our women. And the second one, he said, I thought the women would clap for themselves here. Yeah. My God. Well, he didn't say anything about the men. Don't get jealous. Maybe next time when I visit him, we'll tell you about them. About <laughs> and the second thing he said was, oh, I, did, I had a restaurant some years ago, you know. He told me, he said, there's a lady who came to your restaurant. She liked your food, and she just liked the environment, the cleanness and everything. He said, but when she came to your house, she saw the same thing. 
she said, oh, this woman is not just clean in the restaurant, but the house is also clean. She said, the woman said, I love eating her food. I was so blessed. Then come the, came the third one. He said, yes. He said, you know, there was a, a guy in your church. He said, it's an elderly man. He, was, he worshipped with your church before with a wife and all. I said, who is this person? Uh, he said, the guy left your church. I said, why? I said, church is good. Why? Offended? He said, yes. I said, with what? He said, they have women preachers. There. I said, my God. I did send you. You are angry that they have women preachers. He said the day he saw the women behind, woman behind this puppy, he said, abomination. I said, ta! I was angry. <laughs> Which abomination? As if women don't have Holy Ghost in them. Which abomination is that? Jesus died for both, for every one of us. And on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost did not just come on the men. There were women with them. And the first to see Jesus was a woman also. So what are you talking about? What do you mean women can't preach? We can't stand behind there. So we are good for cooking and cleaning and making babies. Is that what we are good at? More than that. And for this man, it was not an abomination for him because he feeds on his wife. For him, it's okay. It's not an abomination for, to feed on his wife. But for, for a woman to stand here, it's an abomination. Which one is abomination? What did the Bible say about a man who cannot feed his family? <laughs> it was an unbeliever. For him, it's okay. And he said, I'm the mini- in the ministry. What kind of ministry do you have? You're going to put the same spirit on all the members in your church. Amen. So I was angry with that. I said, Aye! If I see him, eh? <laughs> but I've not seen him since then, anyways. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I know you guys love women preachers in this church. God can use anyone. If you yield to him, he can use you. But he cannot use fools. Only the wise. So if you make yourself available, God will pour into you. Amen. So it's not about the sex of the person. It's about the relationship you have with Jesus. It's about what the Lord has given to you. And it's about whom you are in Christ. Amen. 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 That is it. You don't need anyone to kind of um, which grammar? Somebody borrow me English. <laughs> uh, okay. Like someone to tell you that, you understand. You need to know that for yourself. You need to discover that. You know, when I was in the world, I didn't know that God loves me so much. I always cried over my own father who died many years ago. And I always say, if he was alive, things would have been better for me. Things would have been better for me. Things would have been better. I always say that. But I never knew there was a God somewhere who really loved me. I never knew that. I was going to church. Isn't it funny? Sometimes we, on the street we meet people. And I met last time on our soul winning bliss. I met with a lady. She was running like that. I was just running after her to minister to her. He said, oh, I'm late to church. I'm going to church service. I said, okay, just hold on. Just one minute. 
And when I ask her this question, has anyone ever told you that God loves you and he has a, a special plan for your life? She looked at me like this. No. And if you die right now, are you sure you make heaven? No. And you are running to church. <laughs> you run into church. <laughs> I said, okay. I said, okay, let's make things right now. Let's make things right now. Because you're running to church will not take you to heaven. That's right. It's you knowing Jesus and confessing with your mouth. And we did that, and you can see the face change. You know, I pray she stays in that revelation. Because if she keeps feeding on germs, she might lose it also. So you see, I was going to church. And because of certain things that I faced, I said, God, don't really love me either. But anyways, my dad loved me, and he died. So no love. I lived the way I want to live. And it was, came to a time that it was so bad, really. You live to the essence that you begin to hate yourself. Have you been in that situation? Yes. Say true now. <laughs> really, you begin to hate yourself. Even sometimes you don't even need someone to preach to you. You begin to preach to yourself. You know, you put things into consideration and you begin to analyze how far you have gone in life. And sometimes you see your friends, they have gone far before you. And sometimes you see the ones behind you, you try to encourage yourself that you are still okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so the enemy gave me a wrong picture of life and a wrong picture of myself. And I lived with that many years. Many years. But something really happens to me. At every point in time, there are preachers that come to me and they preach Jesus to me. I repent and I go back. I repent and I go back. Then when I came to River Church, first time I came, I didn't like it. I didn't like the noise, the music. They were all strange because I'm from a Roman Catholic background. So we don't do all these things in the Roman Catholic. We're just with one guitar and we are like we are in a, you know, <laughs> burial ceremony. We are just like that. <laughs> Finish, do confession, take the Holy Communion, you are righteous, you go. So every week we have to work to make sure we take the Holy Communion. Even when I don't have sins to confess, I go confess on because I want to take Holy <laughs> Communion. There's nothing like freedom. So when I came here to adapt to this new thing, it was a problem for me. I saw it. I said, this one, this is a disco hall. <laughs> it's so loud. This is disco. Yeah. <laughs> <What kind? laughs> this is disco. What is this church? And this is not the church building anyways. I looked at it. It's not a church building. Is this, what kind of church is this? Well, I didn't get to understand anything that day from Pastor Corey. So, the second day, I said, no need to come. This, not, this place is not for me. Then I had a salon here. There was a young girl walking with me, and she said, why don't you go to that church? It's really good. I said, no, I don't like it. He said, go. 
He said, it's a good place. I said, okay. Then one evening I came. I thought there was a church. There was a church service that day. But I saw some few people in that room with uh, TV on, few guys. I walked in. It was a Bible study, Bible school. And I sat, I, I sat with them. <laughs> Believe me, I did not understand anything. <laughs> I looked at them. Sometimes they laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, what is happening? Why are they laughing? For me, there is nothing funny here. Why are they laughing? They were watching Dr. Rodney. And sometimes I don't even understand what the man was saying. Why are they laughing? And they had their notes. They were writing and writing. My God, what are they writing? Okay. Came back. My partner's husband said, it's a good church. I also go to there for the Bible school. So I got myself a very big, huge notebook. <laughs> I came to, I came, I sat down. They are laughing. I'm looking at them. They are writing. I don't know what to write. I open my page. Should that be the odd one here? I have to write something. <laughs> I started writing. What? I don't even know. At least. My pen is doing something on the book. I just started writing, and uh, they laugh, I laugh. <laughs> Sometimes I laugh in an awkward manner. They looked at me like that. I look at my notes. I say, what is this? My God. What is this? <laughs> like, repeating one thing, you're just... Because I want a full note so that they see that I'm doing something. <laughs> I came for a few days. I said, no, this is, not, this is not for me. It's not working. It's not working. This big man on the screen is talking so fast. I don't even understand that grammar. Well, I started, don't think I'm an illiterate anyways. <laughs> you know, there are sometimes, you know, when you come with African English, eh? To understand Oibo, it's not easy. Stop there. I came back to the church. I keep coming. Though I didn't understand what was happening. I see the joy, they're laughing. For me, I said they were mocking the preacher while he was preaching. Why are they laughing? I couldn't make it to laugh. Because it's not easy to laugh when you have no joy in you. <laughs> You know, you know. <laughs> so for me, it was a big deal. I don't want to see that thing laughing. And I struggle with the giving thing also. Give, 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 give. My God. <laughs> I said, this one, you don't understand. Some people are living in TBS. 
We are trying to live. You are asking, you came from America, say, give, 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 give. Give what? For me, I thought you have a lot of money. You should give some to us. <laughs> give, give, give. You know, I didn't work on the message of giving either. I struggled. But I started pressing. Something pulled me closer. I started coming. There was something here that brings me in here. I go do my religious stuff with a Catholic mission, and I come here. So one day, Pastor Corey looked at me and said, you better stop that going there. I said, no. Nobody will stop me from going there. That's my religion. I will not stop. Even my brother Nandi, we said, nobody will stop until God says we stop. <laughs> I will not stop. <laughs> you know, but while we were in the Catholic church, we were looking for to see what was here. Nothing like that. Because I remember one time I accused the brother Nandi, why are you coming to this church before I joined? Why are you coming to this church? What they have here is not there. That is why I'm coming. So he invited me. I said, I'm not going to come. <laughs> so why in the church we still have that clique, the Catholic clique? We have some few guys, some stuff. We pressed him. Look at us today. Amen. 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 So I keep coming. And there came that day. I was sitting right over there. And Pastor Godwin. Eh? Not Pastor Godwin. <laughs> Pastor Corey. I forgot the message that was preached. But I remember one thing. He made the altar call. I was sitting and I felt this heaviness on me. But I was so shy to come out. Because I had my partner and the husband right in the church with me. I was just thinking, what, are, what would they think of me? She might say, hey, so I got into business with the wrong person. I was just thinking that. I didn't want to come out for the altar call. But to my greatest surprise, I saw both of them came out for the altar call. I said, my God, they did not even think about me. They are here. <laughs> I was still sitting. The altar call, everything finished. Church closed for that day. I could not go. I could not leave. I could not leave. Something need to go. I was just heavy. So each time I make attempt to speak to Pastor Rose, someone is speaking to Pastor Rose. You know, like I say, leave her. Let me speak with God. I prefer to speak to the woman than the man. Because I saw Pastor Rose was so gentle. So let me speak to this gentle person than the man. So I, went, I couldn't wait. Then I went and I pulled the lady off. I said, I want to speak to her, please. Could you please excuse me? So Pastor Rose said, what do you want? I said, I think I'm not serving Jesus well. He said, you think? You want Jesus? I said, yes, I want Jesus in my life. She led me to Christ. And she looked at me. This word, I never forget that word. This has been my powerhouse, the word. Believe me. She looked at me and she said, you are special. I didn't believe that word. Because nothing special. Because, <laughs> you know, this is it. When you come to your wit end, what is special? Nothing special. Nothing special. 
For me, my desire was to just be a brand new person in my own way. Probably leave the country, start a new life somewhere, or change your face. But I was going to church. I never knew the identity that I seek, that I desire, is in Christ Jesus. I never knew that. So all the time I'm thinking, if I have money, I'll just go through that blade. I'll just go under that thing. Let there be a change. Sometimes I think about Michael Jackson, you know. <laughs> Maybe I just get some hair, my nose shaved, change. Or go to a place where they don't know me and change my name. Because for me, living in this nation, like me, it's like I've lost all dignity. That's how bad it was. This is the life from the pit of hair. So she looked at me again because I never believed that word. And she said, you are special. I started weeping. Because she really don't know me. And she's telling me I'm special. And she held my hands. She said, God has a special plan for your life. <laughs> I look at myself, special plan. Which plan again? <laughs> Which plan? She prayed with me. And... I left. But the moment I did that, that weight left me. So I walked out of this door, walking on the street. There's this joy that I felt in me. But at the same time, I was weeping. Because that was special. Get stuck with me. And on the bus to, to, to my house, people were watching, looking at me because I was just still weeping. And I got home. I sat down. I looked at myself. I looked at the mirror, looked at myself. Oh, and the devil said, you are not special. Nothing is special about you. I said, that's true. I went back, sat on my couch. Later, I went back again. He said, nothing. I said, yes, there's something. Because I saw a brand new person. I thought I was so ugly. I never knew I was so beautiful. I saw the beauty. I said, Jesus, thank you for my life. It's a brand new day. I'm going to walk in this newness. Amen. And from that day, I never remained the same. So that thing urged me to press more into the things of God. I did not stop there. I had to go deeper. I had to go because I have discovered something that I never had before. No one has ever told me. My father was a religious person. Thank God I knew Jesus and Mary and all. But not to that deep extent that I found out in this church. That is why today, today, if I have to write my own history, River Church, I cannot complete it without this church. Amen. Amen. So whenever I tell my pastors and say, if you had come for me alone, you are successful. It's not that, I, I, yeah, I believe with them, with that one million so bad, for, for someone like me to come into the kingdom, I tell you, because today my life is also affecting other people to God's glory. Amen. Amen. So I press in. I didn't want that limitation anymore. You, you can't make it. People kind of have ruled me out. You cannot make it. You, you, who are you? You, 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 you? you are nothing. And I begin to press in. I got into Bible school. I keep serving. I serve in all the areas of the ministry of health. I just want to do something for Jesus. I was so hungry that I felt the time that I've wasted in the world. I just need to, you know, make it up. Each time I watch, watch uh, Joyce Meyer, 
I'm always weeping, weeping. I want to be like Josmaya. I want to preach like Josmaya. You know, I felt I've wasted too much time. Uh, there's no more time. I just need to. When I hear about rapture, I say, maybe it might happen tomorrow. So when I get to heaven, which crown? I will go, go around without no crown on my head. Oh, my God. No, me, I want to wear a big crown. <laughs> you know? So I just pressed him. I just pressed him. And why I was doing all this, so many things came against me also. Don't worry, I didn't open the Bible. It's fine. It's fine. Because some people are so religious, they say they don't read from the Bible. Don't worry. <laughs> so, so many things. The devil, the demons in here, they just lose against me. Just to discourage me. But I just press him. Because I said, this new life that I have discovered, I don't want to go back. Not like a dog that go back to eat vomit. I never want to go back. I want to stay on this path, and I want to finish well. Amen. 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 You know, so I just keep pressing, pressing in Bible school. Yeah, so many things happen. You know, things that you're trying to deal with, you know. Sometimes you see the offense is there. Sometimes uh, it's too hard on your flesh. You can't take it. And I see, that's why some people, they leave the church. Oh, I'm offended. And once you leave, you kill the whole thing. You miss God. You kill the whole thing. So sometimes I look at you. How can you, how can you leave a church because you are offended just because of one soul? You miss God. You miss what you're supposed to do for life. Because now you're going to a different place. So what is the guarantee that you have? You will not be offended in that, in that new place. So I have to put my flesh under. I have to. I have to die to that flesh. I'm still dying to my flesh up to now. I have to every day. It's a daily walk. <laughs> it's a daily walk. And as I do that daily, I see a change in my life. Amen. 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 Why am I saying this? I just want to encourage you guys. It's not about where you are now. You can start right away. You can start right away. Do not allow people say, family say, put you down. Or you hold you back. God has a love for you. Amen. He has a love for you. But until you come to a place of saturation, <laughs> you cannot really discover that. So I tell people, it's not enough to say, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. You surrender. Okay, now I'm going to heaven. It's not enough. You don't stay there. You need to grow. Because what is the purpose? Why did Jesus come into your life? Why did you receive him? He wants to show forth his glory through you. So you, you are no longer a normal human being. Because you are carrying God inside of you. And that power is waiting on you to, to explode on the inside of you. So if you just have to sit and do nothing with it, and there you are there, you will not fulfill anything. And the enemy comes and slaps you here and there. And you keep looking for who to pray over you, who to agree in one prayer, where to cast out things from you for you to be successful. No, all that you need for that success is just in here. All you have to do is just wake up. Wake up. Amen. Wake up. 
It came to a point in my life, I'm no, no longer pressing in for myself, but for other people. Because there are people on my line. I need to touch them. I need to reach them. There are people who read me as a Bible every day. So I need to live in a manner that is so pleasing to Jesus that those people, when they see my life, they see Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So I don't have to be selfish anymore. There's nothing like selfishness. I have to give all to Jesus. He gave all to you. Oh, everything he gave for you. So I have to give all to Listen, it's nothing you can give to Jesus compared to what he has given to you. After all, this life, what do, you have, what do you need it for? It is better you give him back, give back that life to him and let him use it for his glory. Amen. So it is not enough. I'm born again, making heaven, say no, certificate to heaven. No, there is more than that. There are gifts and talents that you need to tap into that you have. There are abilities that you have that you've never even explored that area at all. You have to press in. You have to allow God to do the work. You give all yourself. Give all yourself. Give your struggles. Give everything. He loves you. He loves you. Give all yourself. Amen. So that is what I did. Did I go through stuff, problems? Yeah. Did I go through difficulties? Yeah, I did. Did I complain more? more? Yes, I did. I did. I did. But the most important thing is that I broke through. That is the most important thing. Amen. Is God read to me today? Yes, no doubt. Am I loved? Sure. I'm loved. I'll tell you. I tell you. You cannot tell me that. No situation comes today that makes me, that come change that mindset of mine. Say that I'm not loved. No way. You can't. There are so many things that I've really cultivated in my life that no demon in hell, by the grace of Almighty God, can come and deceive me. Listen, it's not what about your pastor preach. It's about your own revelation. Because when you get that inside you and when your pastor is preaching, then you begin to get confirmation of what the Lord has spoken to you. Amen. So you give your time to the word. You give your time. That's a season you give to Jesus to work with. You know, you don't expect to mess up your life for past 15, 20 years and get a refused quickly. There is a process. No shortcut. There is a process. So if you want it good, you have to accept it and walk and walk in it. Amen. No, there's nothing like, if it was like that, Lord, remove this, remove this. All right. We will not need the Holy Spirit. Okay, God, remove all the ugly characters. That means another thing, we can always go back and take those ugly characters and still come back to God. Okay, remove it again today. 
No, you give a season of your life. That is why we have the River Bible Institute. I recommend it for every one of you who have not been there. It's a place to be. It's totally different. Different. It's a life change school. You will not remain the same. When you go through Bible school, my, 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 my. Because there you get to know more about God. You draw closer to God. There are people who have not even touched the Bible, open or read scripture. But when you come to Bible school, you begin to have those desires to do those things. Bible school is a place of change, stripping, character change. You can't go through Bible school and come out the same person. If you go through Bible school and come out the same person, that means the Bible school did not go through you. Can I have my WhatsApp, please? Thank you. Can I drink? <laughs> ah, there's water here. Ah. <laughs> Everyone say change. 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 <laughs> I said that purposely. Those days in Bible school, I was doing my best. God in heaven is my witness. I was pressing and I was doing my best. And this brother will just come to me and say, Priscilla, change. I get angry inside. <laughs> I'm doing my best. Why is he telling me to, to change? What is wrong with this guy? I go back. I say, Lord, what is there again? You know, and I come back. Every day we had Bible school, not this Saturday. Every day we had Bible school. Pastor, ah, you were there too. I remember when they told you you have a meditative spirit. <laughs> many things happen. <laughs> and this guy, brother, now they keep troubling my life. Chen! And you see, he knew that I don't like that thing, but he keeps saying it to me. He keeps saying it. He keeps saying it. Oh my God. Until one day I said, I have to overcome this thing. And I came to school. He told me, Chen! I said, you to change! <laughs> you to change! You know, so when he says that, I do the same thing to him. Then I overcame that thing. Yes, I'm changing. Amen. Amen. Am I making sense at all? Yes. Amen. Change is necessary. Second Corinthians five seventeen. What did he say? A new. Say it. A new what? A new creature. A new creature. What are the qualities of a new creature? What are the qualities? Look into your life. What are your qualities? If you say you are a new creature, what are your qualities? Some don't even know. What are your qualities? Because the past is gone. What is the definition of past? Past is past. But some people still hold on to their past. And because they hold on to their past, they don't even know their present. 
the present that will prepare them for the future, they don't even know. They still hold on to their past. Past is past. So you cannot miss that old nature and the new nature together. So your desire changes. Amen. 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 Your desire changes. The way you speak changes. Your dressing changes. You don't dress anyhow. You don't bring the word to the church. The church is not a fashion show. It changes. It changes. Believe me. The way you carry yourself changes. You don't run after stuff. Stuff runs after you. You know, your desire changes. All you want to do is just to get deeper and having a deeper knowledge of whom God is. Because that is your powerhouse. Because when you have that knowledge, you can fly any mountain. I tell you, you can fly any mountain. So we need to change the way we think because I changed my mentality. I did not think the way I was before or the way the enemy made me think about my life. I changed to what Christ says about me. And every day I begin to live my life like that. Even though sometimes the enemy comes to lie to me again. I say, if Jesus says I'm special, I am special. If he says I'm special, I am special. In fact, I am so beautiful that Miss Ward is not as pretty as I am. That is what I know, and that's how I live my life. Amen. 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 That's how I live my life. I live my life according to who I am now, not who I was before. So that is why I don't even, if you want to judge me with my past, you are on your own. I have gone further. <laughs> Waste your time. You see that energy you spend gossiping, judging my past? I'm gone. I'm casting out devils. Amen. God walking on some miracles. Amen. Be there, waste your time. I know someone can relate to this also. You can relate to this message. You can relate to this. If Jesus says you are okay, you are okay. Amen. As long as you are on the right path, believe me. As long as you are on the right path. Because many will not like you, so they are not going to say pleasant things about you. So don't get bothered too much about that. All you need is focus and finish your race. And while you are doing that, be careful that you don't cause others to stumble also. Amen. 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 You help others also to fulfill the same thing, your desires in your heart. Amen. Amen. So talking about desires, really, I want to read <coughs> a place in the scripture. Let's fulfill our righteousness by reading the Bible. <coughs> oh, time is gone.
Okay, it's in uh, Numbers chapter 11. Numbers chapter 11. Uh, I just want to read uh, verse 4. Now the mist, are we there? Yes. Now the mist multitude who were among them yielded to intensive craving. So the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who will give us meat to eat? We remember the fish which we, uh, which we ate freely in Egypt, the, the concubines, the melons, the, the legs, the onions, and the garlic. But now our whole being is dried up, and there is nothing at all except manna before our eyes. Amen. No, talking about desires, you know, I said when you come to Christ, your desires changes, you know, and you begin to desire the things of God. Like what Paul says, say, think on things that are beautiful, things that are worthy of praise, things that have good reports. So these are the things we are supposed to think about. Okay, now our cravings also has to change to line up with what the Word of God taught us, okay? So we have to change our cravings, okay? So if we are to be smoking and drinking before, what do we do? <coughs> we stop. Answer me now. <laughs> I'm not saying you are drinking and smoking. I just <laughs> ask questions. You stop. You begin to desire the Holy Ghost wine. And desiring the word of God. Amen. Amen. So if you crave a lot for food, the same way, the same energy, use it to crave after the word of God. Okay? So that you don't only prosper in your body, you also prosper in your soul. Amen. Amen. So our cravings changes. It changes. Because we cannot have, let me tell you, whatever cravings you have, there's a spirit that backs it up. There's a spirit that backs it up. So if you crave after the things of God, then God backs it up. It makes you, gives you this deep yearning inside of you that every time you just want more, more. You are never satisfied. You just want more. You just want more. You just want more. You want more. You want to just go deep and deep and deep. You are never satisfied. It's never boring to you to look into the word of God. It's never boring. You don't go out a day without communication, having communion with our Lord Jesus Christ. You don't, you don't live your day like that. Now, you are so full, and because your cravings has changed, now what do you do? You, are, you walk carefully. You walk carefully, and your spirit is so alert to listen to the Holy Spirit. Because you see, because you spend time daily with the Holy Spirit, so you become like the Holy Spirit. Many a time I just tell Holy Spirit, I say, I say, just get me a tango into relationship with you. When I say entangle, you know, that nothing breaks me away from you. Because when you make that decision to walk with him daily, believe me, whenever you go to bed, you sleep peacefully. And when you wake up, you are not confused. You know what to do for the day. You don't go to bed having wrong intentions in your heart. Planning evil. There are people who plan evil before they sleep and they want to execute it the next day. <laughs> there are. There are. 
So, but when you are filled with the desires, God has put, because you have to tell God to come and, and sometimes I just say, God, make me pregnant with your word. Make me pregnant with your desires. And nothing else. But if you do not, when you wake up the next day, you have no direction. Wherever they call you, you go. They call it Ministry of Izozo. <laughs> Ministry of Izozo means no, defi- no, no direction. They call you anywhere you are here. You might, you, you, maybe you wake up, you want to go to uh, Mejiji Cross. Someone will say, ah, can you come to, you are going to Asara. <laughs> maybe on your way to Asara. They say, no, it's Osman Bay. You have no direction. You just go all about. At the end of the day, you are looking at yourself, what have you achieved for the day? What have you achieved? But when you carry those desires on the inside of you, when God bets those things inside you, every day of your life you are fulfilled. It's not about the money you have in your pocket. You might not have money, you just have only agbi, ping pong, ping pong. You are okay. You are okay. You, there's this satisfaction that is in you that you, you know, because it changes your outward look also. People see you, they want to be around you. They want to hang around you. They want to be with you. They love your, pre- they love your presence. Amen. Amen. They love your presence. They want to be with you. But this one is not achieved on just one day basis. It's a daily thing. A deleting dying to your flesh. A deleting submitting to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. My time is gone, so I have to. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My time is gone. I know. I have time. Ah, okay. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Where did I stop? Daily basis. Cultivate that culture. Walking in a manner that is worthy of praise. I don't want to open that scripture. That is um, Colossians. Colossians chapter 1, verse 10 or so. Walking in a manner that is pleasing to Jesus Christ. Your daily work. Walking in a manner that is your conduct, your activities. You know. That when people see, they see Christ. They see the true Christ in you. Amen. You see? So your activities will not, will not push people away. Will not get them discouraged. Oh, I don't need this person God if the God is like this. That is why I also advise. Go clean. Freshen up well. Go clean. My God is a good God. Though. If I tell you God is good and I'm not good in my looking, why will you see my God? My God is a good God. When I say go clean, like I tell people, even if you wear bestseller top, bestseller pantalon, as you are walking, it's not singing bestseller, 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 bestseller. It's not singing. Not, you understand? You wear it clean. Okay? Represent Jesus well everywhere you go. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 We bless at all. Amen. Whew, glory. Amen.